here we go again. So good to be here in this space. Good to be here sharing some stories with you. I love coming and getting online and uh, sharing some stories, hopefully that are thought provoking to get us to think through some of the things that we can do to maximize our purpose, maximize our abilities, maximize our effectiveness, think through barriers or even things that might be hindrances that might be holding us back from being as efficient as we could be. So there's so many stories, so many things going on, and I thought I'd just come online and share some of them with you. So this week, we're talking about living life like an eagle. And when we're talking about that, I'm not necessarily talking about the passage from Isaiah 40 as much as I am talking about golf. And if you understand golf, um, on your typical golf course, there are 18 holes and uh, each hole has a certain amount of strokes that one should match in order to what we say par that particular hole. And many courses have 18 holes and par for the course is usually 70, uh, 72. If one can actually hit about 72, they've actually parred the course. On a particular hole, if you actually hit above par, uh, one stroke, it's called a bogey. You've hit two, it's a double bogey, three, triple bogey, and so forth. And I guess sometimes when I first started, once you get past three, you just said, oh, whatever, just give up. Uh, Next hole. Uh, And also you have par if you actually match the number of strokes to get to the hole. If you go one stroke below par, it's a birdie. And if you go two strokes below par, it is actually called an eagle. So uh, that's where I started focusing on the word eagle, living life like an eagle, meaning what can we do to actually uh, exceed the expectation? If the expectation or par for the course or that par for that hole is four, what can I do to actually get there at par or even better? And, uh, you know, a lot of times we want to maximize our abilities. We want to make sure that we're doing better. We don't want to just uh, match what everyone else is doing. We're trying to develop our skills, develop our abilities, understand our purpose in order to live the most effective way possible so that we can be glorifying to God and a blessing to others, leave a legacy for our families. So actually... Um, It was about a little over a year ago that I decided to give uh, this golf thing another stab. And the reason I said another stab is because I actually tried to jump out there well over 25 years ago when Tiger Woods came out. And I'm not trying to sound racist, but it is what it is. When I saw Tiger Woods, an African-American male playing golf, I was like, oh, we doing this thing now. So guess what? Since brothers are doing golf uh, of course, there he wasn't the first one, but that's the one that caught my attention because he was actually out there doing amazing things at a very young age. I decided I was going to go to, I believe, Edwin Watts, uh, Edwin Watts Golf Store and grab me a set of clubs. And so I uh, went out there uh, probably around 95 or somewhere around there, 96, grabbed me, uh, 1996, grabbed me some clubs and uh, called myself going to go to the driving range 
and just become an instant prodigy. Well, that was not the case. I think I dug up more earth than I hit ball. And so after several weeks of uh, literally digging uh, a den in the ground and not having any success, I tried to take a few pointers from some golf pros and went out there and still commenced to, as we would say on this side of the globe, dig our way to China. Um, I realized that golf was not for me bought those clubs and they collected dust in the garage for over 20 years. Well, um, it was recently that I joined Word of Truth. Um, I guess going on almost, I'm going to my fourth year now. So almost four years ago, uh, uh, joined a Word of Truth uh, church and started playing in the band. And a good friend of mine got me interested in golf again. So I uh, ended up pulling those dusty clubs out and dusting them off and getting back out there and uh, really uh, fell in love with the game because I began to understand some things that I didn't understand over 20 years ago. But another thing uh, that's interesting is that I began to share with our, our kids that I know you guys have goals. I know you have passion. But if you would take the time to invest, spend time and master your skill, master your craft, you'll see some incredible results in order to accomplish what you'd like to do. I've even told a group of kids in some of our songwriting camps that if you master your craft, then few people will be able to master your time. The better you get at what you're called to do, then you can call more of the shots, not because you you don't want to be told what to do. You don't want to be controlled unnecessarily, especially if that control is going to take you away from your calling and your goals. So I was telling the kids, hey, if you guys have passions, if you have a, a, a purpose and you believe you know what it is, take time to invest in that. And matter of fact, while you're investing in your passion, I'm going to invest in golf, something I haven't been able to do successfully. And we're going to compare notes that if we really spend some time uh, investing in uh, what we love to do, we're going to get better at it and exponentially better at it if we are naturally good at something and we believe we are called uh, to do so. So uh, one thing that I wanted to kind of dig into is that uh, when you know your talent and you know your skill, you, again, will get better at it. But I also wanted to share what golf did for me. Golf turned out to be one of the best strategic mind development tools that I've done in recent years because it goes against the grain of everything I know about sports. It's not so much about muscle and brawn and speed and all of these different things. It's more so about strategy. It's more so about course management. It's more so about control. It's also about consistency because the tendency is I want to hit this thing as hard as I can hit it and as far as I can hit it because I have the physical ability to do so as opposed to really taking the time to think through what is this course doing? What is this hole doing? What uh, is the wind doing? And what is the the particular 
if you will, the the ground and the elevations and all of these different things, where where's the ball going to roll and all of that kind of stuff. It really turns into uh, uh, some management. So one of the first things that I had to do when I started playing golf, there were three things I had to focus on. Number one, grip. Number two, stance. Number three, the swing or the approach. So you would think that, hey, let's just go out here and start swinging. But one thing I did not realize that the swing, for the most part, for all of the clubs, it really is the same swing, although you have a different tool. And each tool, depending on what you pull out of the bag, is going to give you a different result. Without getting too deep into the bag, you have your longest club, the driver, and then the next set of long clubs, you, they're called woods. Then you get into your irons, and a lot of irons are numbered from number uh, uh, five iron all the way down to, um, uh, I guess you could say, an approach wedge or even smaller wedges called sand wedge, lob wedge. So it's basically from five longer iron to these wedges that are shorter. And by design, the longer the club is, regardless of your swing, the longer club is going to hit the ball further because the end of the club is moving faster than a shorter club moving at the same swing. It's going to hit the ball shorter. So if you're trying to hit the ball far, you're going to have to pull out a longer club. If you're wanting to hit the ball short, you're going to have to pull out a shorter club. So now I have to first get the grip right. And that means once I grab the uh, the the uh, the particular club by the handle at the uh, I guess the leather or the rubber end, I need to have a consistent grip because if my grip is not consistent, everything after that is pretty much almost null and void. I will not get consistent results. So you find yourself really for almost a couple of days, if not a couple of weeks, just gripping the club to get the muscle memory to know that once you grab the club, you're going to grab that club the same without even thinking about it. And the more you do that, then you can think about that less and move to the next thing, which is the stance. How am I going to stand and what position will I stand? Almost in a slight uh, slight squat position, very slight, leaning over forward in order to put that club on the ground in a comfortable distance from the, the ball is a comfortable distance from you, and and therefore when you put that club down, there's a natural distance that will allow you to swing at that ball and have very good, clean results. You might, as they say, dig up a divot, but at least that club is coming at the ball at a, at a very accurate, consistent place. And as you get different clubs, you may stand further away from the ball or closer to the ball. Or sometimes you might put that ball further up to one leg in your stance or further back, depending on how that club comes through. We spend a lot of time on grip, spend some time on stance. Then we're going to spend the time on the actual approach. What does it look like to swing back as far as we're supposed to swing? What are our arms supposed to feel like? Where's the club position supposed to be? And then as we swing through, how is that club supposed to go from the back swing all the way through the ball, hitting the ball accurately and going full, um, fully through uh, through the whole swing approach? Getting that consistent. 
and making sure you work on that. So now, what what does this have to do with life? What does this have to do with strategy? Well, the challenge is, is that when I had to get better at golf, and I'm still, of course, got a long way to go, um, I started playing, and we were playing uh, in the hundreds. And we find out when you play in the hundreds, you're pretty much hitting at about average. Uh, your average player is going to get out there and hit somewhere in the hundreds. Once you get in the 90s, you're in the top 30 uh, percentile, so to speak, I believe. And once you get in the 80s, you're in the top 25. And once you start looking at the pros, you're in the top of the top of the top, you know, 5% to 1 percentile. And that really gave me some serious respect for Tiger Woods and all of these pros that are out there that can do miraculous things almost with the ball according to what they desire to do because they are professional. They are, are the top of the top. But when it comes to uh, the course, when it comes to life, I realize that sometimes we find ourselves struggling with what should we do strategically to reach a goal. And sometimes the goal that we have is so far away and if we don't know our skill sets, our skill sets likened to the clubs in the bag, we won't know which skill set to grab. For example, if I'm on a hole that is going to be about 400 yards from the tee where I start to the hole, well, if I pull out the shortest club because it's the easiest club to hit, the easiest skill to use, the easiest uh, product to have, it may take a ton of products to sell to reach our goal. It may take a ton of effort to reach the goal. In this case, it would take a ton of strokes to reach that goal. If I can only hit this short club about 90 yards, I am going to have to hit that club probably five times before I can actually get to the green. And so now um, if that if that particular hole is a four par before I even get to the hole, I've already missed the goal. And sometimes when we find ourselves not developing our bigger skills, not developing our uh, our opportunities that have bigger results, we will find that we will stick with the small things and wonder why we never really reach the goal. And that's why I find out sometimes I have to go to the driving range. I actually need to go better, uh, not better, but I need to go more often to the driving range. And the purpose of going to the driving range is not only to perfect the grip, to perfect the stance, to perfect the approach. It is also to do what we call dialing in your distances, because the more you can dial in your distances, as far as like when I pull out this driver, how far can I consistently hit this thing straight? Or in my case, can I hit this thing straight? Uh, it is the longest club in the bag and one of the hardest clubs to hit straight. And it takes a lot of practice, one, to get this consistent stroke, to master all of the mechanics, to get that ball straight. Once it's straight, how far am I hitting it? If I'm able to hit that thing 270 yards, then that becomes a tool, a, a particular product a particular skill set that I can pull out to reach a goal. And the goal is to actually go through all of the clubs and practice them and dial in my distances so that when I am playing 
and I have a friend who, and who acts like a caddy and the caddy's like giving mentor advice. Here's what lies ahead of you. Here's how far away you are. Uh, you're pretty good at this. Why don't you try this particular tool? So spending that time at the driving range, spending that time developing that craft will help me know exactly what tool to pull out. And that's what I liken to actually either entrepreneurship, life goals and things of that nature, developing my skills that God has blessed me with so that I'll know here are my long uh, shot uh, skills that have the biggest results. Here are my low hanging fruit uh, skills that's easy to do, may not have as big of results, but they are extremely effective. And I have to know what is the goal? What is the budget? What am I trying to accomplish? What is the timeline? What is it that I want to pull out of my bag? Also knowing that if I have not perfected that skill or developed that skill enough to be consistent, pulling out my driver, if, if you will, it may hit the ball the furthest, furthest. But if it's not consistent, I may find myself trying to recover from a bad shot. If I find myself trying to do a very big, risky project that I have not necessarily done consistently well for, an, for a period of time, I may find myself trying to recover from a bad decision, recover from ineffective results and really out in the trees, in the rocks or even splashing in the water, if you will, losing not only strokes on the golf course, but losing resources in the business or losing time uh, in other areas. So in order to live this life like an eagle living, if you will, under par, it's going to take some time to one, get a grip on what it is that I'm called to do and what I believe I am most effective at doing, I have to get a stance on how I'm going to move forward and I need to come up with a strategy on how I'm going to swing at my opportunities and make sure that my, if you will, my strategic approach is consistent, although my tools might vary. And that is what golf has done for me. It's allowed me to really navigate a course, look at a course and see what's in front of me, what has to happen, how do I need to do it, what is the low-hanging fruit, what's my more effective tools, what can I hit consistently straight and reach the goal most effectively and most efficiently. I'm encouraging you to take some time. It's not necessarily about golf, but finding out what skills you have in your bag. Take the time to get a grip on it, get a, get your stance on it, get your strategy on it, and then really develop it to the point where you know exactly what it's going to take in order to reach the goals that you believe uh, God has set for you or you have set for your family or set for your business and get consistent with that in a way that you can accomplish what you believe you're here to accomplish for the glory of God, for the blessings of others, and for the legacies that you can actually create beyond you. I thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hope there's a nugget or two that you can actually apply and think about as you are going through with your life, thinking about how you can be most effective. I always appreciate your presence. I always appreciate your time. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me at joelmccray.com. Leave me a message. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your questions. You can always check out other podcasts on Apple uh, Podcasts. You can check it out on Spotify and Pandora. And you can also check out 
uh, podcast on my website at joelmccray.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate you so much. You have an incredible day. God bless you.